0: Okay, well, I'm here in Studio Manchester with Johnny Oakes, a uh, well known Manchester photographer, and Nick Jones, location finder. And we're going to look at the whole issue about location finding, the benefit that photographers find in, uh, in having help with uh, looking for locations, and just how the whole process of location finding and how you interact with a photographer as location finder works. So I'm just going to hand over to these two guys to, to chat through those issues. We've got some images which we're going to have on the podcast, so if you're looking in iTunes, that will be enabled for you. So do look on there to see what the guys are talking about, see the uh, samples that they're chatting about, and it should be an interesting conversation. So
1: yeah, well, I'm finding uh, more and more now I'm looking to source real locations uh, to shoot in rather than going on the traditional studio route. Very often, locations are, uh, have a nicer feel to them, more interesting... And also, it's more convenient and uh, more cost-effective than building a set. In the past, I've very often had to source the locations myself. It's either being people I know, people maybe the client knows, or literally uh, driving around the streets looking for the right sort of location, knocking on doors, pleading with people to allow us to invade their property. So I was really pleased to find... Nick uh, and his website at Northwest Locations. Uh, Nick's got literally hundreds of houses, uh, not just houses, warehouses, airfields, industrial units, everything really. So, Nick, could you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got into it?
2: Well, I started out many years ago working for Granada TV and also the BBC here in Manchester as a location scout and manager mainly working for uh, TV dramas and um, documentaries, and then gradually drifted into doing more commercial work and working with um, stills photographers, um, which is really where I've been concentrating uh, my efforts over the last over the last few years. Obviously a lot of stills photographers have always had to do the legwork finding yeah. their own yeah. locations, so it came as a, a breath of fresh air to be able to provide locations at, at short notice, um, which is what, what we aim to do.
1: Yeah. A few weeks ago I had to do a shoot for uh, NPower and it was quite specific. What they wanted was the reflection of uh, a sort of mid-range, just a normal kitchen in a chrome kettle. And uh, it was quite specific in that it had to have a window at one side and units uh, with a worktop. And then um, there was a model in the shop as well. And to to go out and find that myself, unless I actually knew somebody already, would have been a mammoth task. But I was able to go on Nick's website, uh, trawl through a short list of potential locations and uh, find the perfect one and saved me hours of time, and it was quite a reasonable cost as well.
2: No, I think it does, it works out to be, to be cost effective and in terms of the time that you would spend having to try and source these places yourselves, if we know that we've got the database that we can refer to, and we're on good terms with the location owners so that we can get things set up mm. easily, and it, it, it works all round. Mm.
1: I think one thing that maybe um, some photographers are wondering is how much these things cost, I suppose you've got to look at it in terms of the alternative. You've got to look at, say, we're looking at this, this picture here of the uh, barn conversion. And it's got a mezzanine floor, it's got a staircase, it's got modern furniture with props. And uh, to actually build that in the studio would cost maybe £10,000, but to... Go on location for a couple of days. Uh, it could be less than half that, couldn't it?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's definitely a cost-effective way to get yeah. a, a really good, realistic look. Um, and I think to be able to have the choice of a property like this, or, or others that are similar, that have got features that would be very expensive and problematic to yeah. to, to build in a studio gives gives real value.
1: Um, yeah. One thing I find um, when I've sourced a location myself, I've put myself under a lot of pressure because I've negotiated with the owners of the property and uh, sort of spoken to them, whereas um, when when I deal with you, you sort of um, work in the background, um, sort of reassuring them about you know, no damage is going to be done to the property and uh, just taking the pressure off the photographer, which is a good thing.
2: It's nice to know that we've, we've worked hard to build up a relationship with the owners of the location so that you can go in there effectively. It's your place of work for be it two, three hours, a half day, a day or, or longer, to know that should you have any complications, you can pick up the phone and say, possibly things might not be going to plan, or yeah. the owners are getting a bit giddy because they've yeah. got a crew there, etc., and we'll always make sure that we smooth things out, or, or, or come down for the first day or two days of the shoot just yeah. to make sure that everything's uh, running smoothly.
1: And um, you've got, as I said, you've got hundreds of locations on your website, and it seems to be getting bigger all the time. Where do you, how do you source the property?
2: We tend to, um, well when we first started it was a case of letter dropping areas that we knew there were interesting properties that would be, uh, that would be used by photographers. Mm. Um, a lot more is uh, word of mouth now, we seem mm. to be getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of referrals from property owners who have had their places used, who have got friends or relatives mm. with similar style properties that would also be interested. Mm. Um, we've been lucky enough to get quite a bit of coverage in the, uh, in the regional press which usually uh, you know, attracts a lot of attention as well.
1: Mm. And um, you work with both TV production companies and stills photographers. And sort of how do they differ in their requirements?
2: Generally, stills photographers are much easier to deal with. It tends to be more low-key and, and, and they are not as demanding generally. Whereas TV, TV production companies, everything seems to be very last minute. The numbers involved tend to be... 15, 20, 25 plus mm. whereas photographers generally work as a smaller a smaller unit yeah. um, and usually photographers give us much more of a run up time to find places whereas well production companies tend to come to you and it seems to be last minute mm. and not as well organised I would say
1: and obviously you've got this extensive uh, website but what if somebody came to you and said right we need something very very specific I noticed you've got some pictures of a wind farm here um, you tell us a bit about what that was for.
2: This was um, this was for a shoot that we've just done for Hoover, um, and it's a it was a TV TV commercial and still shoot um, to be aired in the UK and France. Um, and the brief that came through was very specific of um, a wind turbine with a huge huge foreground shot that we could have um, a young girl sort of dancing through the uh, the grass. We spent a few days researching and looking at different wind farms around about the, uh, around about the north of England. Um, the image uh, that we'd been given was from uh, a place up in, uh, in, in the northeast which had come through from a Getty image. Um, we'd looked at quite a few, a few places that were within an hour or so radius of Manchester um, and the client decided they were happy to spend time for us to travel up to the northeast for this specific location.
1: Mm. Um, we've sort of talked about budgets so and we know that um... South um, things tend to be a lot more expensive. Do you find that you're getting inquiries from production companies?
2: We do a lot, a lot more. A lot of production companies in London, when they are costing for jobs, will call us or come on the website and get an idea of the sorts of prices that we could uh, we could hire locations mm-hmm. to them. The difference between the southeast and the Midlands and the North in general is uh, vast. The, the sorts of properties that that we would class as being top end, maybe the sorts of places in that, uh, or the prices that you would pay, would be for fairly mediocre properties in in, in central London.
0: So, do you find um, southeast-based production companies and still photographers sourcing in the north because
2: of the cost? Because because of the cost, we'll find that you know, properties such as this, which. we'd we'd say would be sort of top-end property. The sorts of fees that you would pay for something like this as compared with what you would pay in London would be... Are they quite happy to travel up They're fine. They're fine. So it's quite often that we'll meet photographers and stylists at Manchester Airport and take them for a a drive, show them the locations and and, and go from there. I
1: noticed quite a few of the properties on your website are in uh, Liverpool. Um, What's the reason for that?
2: It tends to be... um, it's a very user-friendly city in terms of the um, the, the council and the, their uh, their approach. Um, obviously, there's a lot of Georgian properties that mm. seem to be popular for yeah, stills yeah. photography. So we we can find that, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, it tends to be popular for sort of more mm. of the Georgian uh, look that you don't tend to have as much of in, do in, you work in with Manchester the film office in uh, Liverpool. We do indeed. Yeah, yeah. We, it's very closely. So both Manchester and Liverpool are, are fantastic. Mm.
1: And uh, how many people do you work with, how many of you?
2: We work, uh, there's myself and two office staff, yeah. and then we generally work with a, a core of freelance staff of between about 10 and 12. We've got location scouts that work in different different regions, sort of in the, the Midlands and the North, so obviously depending on their their local knowledge and area of expertise, we'll, we'll, we'll call on them to find locations. So there's a couple of very good scouts that we use in Liverpool that, that know the city inside out.
1: And as far as um, sort of... Production services are concerned. Are you able to offer other things like uh, if, if a photographer was coming over from Europe, would you be able to source assistance for them and equipment and, and that sort of thing?
2: There, there is a loc- locally based or northern based production manager that we work with and, uh, and sort of refer work to who, who sets up and, and, and manages sort of production and styling of, of shoots.
1: Oh. So that would, I could imagine that would be very useful for somebody because they, they could just turn up and shoot them, Exactly, of. indeed, indeed.
0: Yeah. Johnny, what are the sorts of jobs that you've been working on lately that have involved that? I mean, you talked about like, the bar conversion one, the Empower one. Yeah,
1: the, the kettle was for Empower. Um, there's some stuff here I did for Brother, for their printers. Again, I was looking for... I could have done these in the studio, but I was looking for... Somewhere which had a sort of feel, a natural feel to it, and Nick suggested this one was done in the Freemasons Hall in Manchester. It's a Victorian building. Yeah, uh, it's got very, right. it's very grand, and it's actually got some sort of small offices within there, which are set up, and it, they look very much like a sort of traditional uh, barrister's office or something like that. That's
2: right. Yeah,
1: part of the same campaign um, was a young girl who needed to look as if she was in a very modern trendy office and again um, on Nick's website this was an office uh, in Manchester which had already got all the furniture and everything we needed uh, right there um, this one was Bridgewater Hall a lot of natural daylight in there you know to do something like that in the studio uh, just, you just wouldn't have got the same sort of feel I mean, to me, that's
0: quite an interesting one because it's not the sort of image that I associate with Bridgewater Hall. I mean, it just shows sort of the the knowledge of a building and how it can be used in different aspects, I think, to actually fulfil the brief but if you, your idea of it was mm. the bar and the auditorium, mm. you'd yeah. never think yeah. to go there, yeah. would you? No, that's true. So, it, so it needs that extra bit of insight. Mm. So mm. That's, that's quite interesting.
2: I think for a wide shot as well, from there you can look out over the uh, over the water and across towards the, sort of the mill and the modern modern buildings. It's yeah. got a really good yeah. good look about it. Yeah.
1: And then another shot here. Uh, we needed an airport location. Now that's that's very difficult to find because obviously airports are busy places. There's a lot of issues with security. Going at specific times, you need you might need sort of planes in the background. Again, Nick sourced this one for us.
2: It's something we've always always found to be a problem. Um, generally, railway stations, ferry ports, airports, and we've just uh, we've just got the green light to be able to represent quite a number of of airports and railway stations, bus stations, and so on, so we're, uh, Looking forward to working with oh, right. photographers. That's so, excellent stuff, isn't yeah. it? SCA, yeah, so we're excited. About are, are, that. are they generally in the north, or are they sort of all, all mm. over the country? But a good, a good selection in, in the north, or within reasonable travel time of, of Manchester. Is that going to change yeah. when the ownership of the airport changes? It may well do. It
0: may <laughs> well do. But I think we'll, we'll, we'll still keep it there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a really good, uh, interesting shot, Johnny. What? That's what that one's about.
1: Right. This one was again. This was for brother and uh, he was talking about uh, how office staff can become super efficient and obviously the girl uh, wasn't really flying through the air. Um, I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) But the the big problem there was that the, the, the shot was used for a web banner and it needed to be very wide and the difficulty there was that they wanted it shot in an office. So offices are very difficult to source because you've got issues with confidentiality of whatever might be in the office. Um, you might want to shoot it when it's daylight and then you've got the, the problem of it being full of people. And also big companies, they, they don't really tend to be interested. So again, Nick is able to, through his contacts, provide references of offices that may be available to shoot in.
0: So do you find that... Uh you're
2: able to go in during the week or is it largely sort of weekends, Sundays and things like that? The, c- certain offices do allow shoots to go on during the week. A lot tend to be evenings or weekends but there are there are certain places, certainly in, in, in Manchester and Leeds, that have got a, a good contemporary look that you can, can use during the day. So, uh, I mean, are you able to
0: negotiate things like, I mean, if you need a populated office, obviously a photographer might find that a
2: bit daunting to fill that with people.
1: Could you actually handle organising extras and we, we, that sort
2: we, of thing. we have yeah. done in the past. We've quite often steered people towards doing shoots at the university where you've got students that can obviously dress up and look like they are the smart office types but be able to utilise the space that they've got and the sort of PCs, um, set-ups and whatnot that would, you know, possibly look similar to this, mm-hmm. this sort of uh, shop that you've got here. And would you
0: handle appearances uh, for the models and everything like that. We can do, yeah. What what's the most challenging uh, location you've been asked to find? It? Well, we
2: did have a shoot that came in for uh, Red Bull, who were looking to do a shoot and event, and they were after some sort of an underground bunker or space um, for about four to five hundred people, approximately, which proved to be uh, proved to be um, quite a, quite a challenging uh, quite a challenging job. But it's always good to get. Um, Interesting and varied uh, location brief. So
0: can you do, you know, offer other alternatives when clients just ask for something that's not attainable? We'll, and we'll, there are other ways around
2: it. We'll always try to, to do that. So that's that really solution. where
0: location finding skills, I mean, not just in actually knowing the locations that are out there, but knowing what's not out there and therefore you're able to save the, t- the client time and money in pointless search, okay. aren't you? But then, actually knowing other
2: locations which can be dressed I, I think that's to, exactly. to fulfill the brief that's it, incredible it. isn't it? it exactly, and I think um, certainly for certain locations that will be always popular but not as easy to to be able to work in, for example, hospitals now. It, it, it's not as easy as it used to be and obviously volumes of people being able to come in and shoot so we would recommend look-alike locations that you can then dress as a hospital Mm -hmm. and and, Mm -hmm. put some signs up and and, uh, a few beds in your way exactly so it's knowing these sorts of places or uh, police stations with cells it's knowing that there are certain places that you can go that would that would double for that that would be cheap that people would
1: never would never know
2: i think that's the magic of it actually it's good to be able to do that
1: a lot of people who might be listening may have properties that they think might be suitable to use as a location. What advice would you give to them? I think it's always
2: worth giving us a call and we'll, we'll obviously chat through um, the, the location that they've got and their expectations of having their property used for, for stills photography or, or for filming. It may be the fact that people do have absolutely fantastic properties but thought of having 5 or 10 people in there for a couple of days might not be as appealing as uh, as, as um, they would expect so we'll always make sure that we'll, um, we'll discuss the location with them and how they think they'll get on with it being used but we wouldn't certainly drop people in at the deep end if we're doing a shoot at a property and it's never been used before we'll always make sure that one, myself or one of our team will go down and, and liaise and make sure that they're comfortable with things.
0: What's the, the ins and outs of um, things like, you know, insurance and liability and that the, the property owner might incur in providing the,
2: the location. There doesn't need to be any specific insurance by the property owner, so we, we will always um, issue a contract, as you know, for the, for the use of a, a location and that the insurance for the photographer and their team or for the film crew will be the photographer's insurance and we also have our own our own insurance to be able to place people in, in, in uh, residential or commercial locations as well. Generally, costs involved. Certain popular locations generally go to town and make sure they've got a nice selection of tea and coffee and some snacks for the, for the photographer and, and, and the crew that are, that are working there. always seems to get to repeat business.
1: And what sort of properties are the most popular?
2: The trend probably over the last 18 months that there has been a lot of... D- Demand for large contemporary conversions, and and I certainly I know the tank shed is a is a um, is a location that you've mm, used before, mm. which is uh, which is, is and it's in Northwich and it's um, a Second World War um, converted tank shed that's just open plan and, and sort of uh, right. very contemporary mm. minimalist, style. very
1: very bright, big windows, all light coloured, very modern, um, um, ideal really.
2: It's these types of locations, I guess, that are sort of. Architect design, contemporary style properties are the ones that seem to be popular. Having said that, we try to be selective in, in, in using properties just for a short period of time and then steering people towards other places if that works rather than suddenly finding that in a magazine or, or a catalogue that you've got the same property being featured all the time because it's. It, it, uh, it gets overused, and people recognize the the, the location and sort of saying we don't want to go there we've seen it too many, too many times, which has happened to a, bit, a number of properties in uh, in the northwest but
1: what would happen if uh, somebody sort of knocked that bars over or uh, put a big bink- Muddy footprint on the cream we, carpet. We've got so,
2: <laughs> this is what the insurance is for, and I say touch wood. It's rare that it, it happens, but when it does, we're very proactive just to make sure that everything is sorted out as soon as possible. We've uh, got good working relationships with the French polishing company, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and those and, are you, always good contacts a, as well. And the right? carpet cleaners, <laughs> so generally, if, if something does happen, so it are it you would, always, always on site? We generally try and to go to as many of the shoots as, um, as possible. Certainly for the, for the film shoots, we, we'll always have a member of our, um, our team on site. Just just because the volume of people and numbers involved, you have to, to sort of make sure that the, the house is protected with floor protector, banister protectors, and so make sure that you know, if, if it's white carpets, people wear protective over shoes when they're in and out of the house. So there's more coordination than, than still shoots. Mm.
1: With so a typical um, sort of TV, say, drama, so how many people would come can, to the shoot? It
2: can vary from twenty, twenty-five up to forty-five, fifty, just depending on the on the nature of and the. still thing.
1: shoots, presumably. I mean, I would imagine between six and. A dozen people. Yeah,
2: pretty much, yeah, probably 15 is probably about the most. We have generally say if we're doing a shoe that's got 15 people or more that you need to have a, a, a location manager there just to make sure it all goes to plan and sort of coordinate things really. And I think property owners will expect that as, as well. They sometimes feel a bit out of their depth if they've got a reasonable number of people all in and out of the house every, uh, every few minutes getting yes. things set up and moving furniture and, and so on.
1: I know we've sort of said that we're steering away from traditional studio shoots, yeah. but would you ever organise a studio space for somebody? Say they, were, say they wanted to build some kitchen sets, didn't have enough space in their own studio, would you be able to find somewhere where that could be, that could be done?
2: We do, yeah. With the contacts that we've got in, in terms of, sort of uh, with industrial space tend to be able to find space for sort of overspill. Over
0: Johnny, have you got any locations that you've been on where the whole thing sort of, like, come together and and there's been some kind of magic that you never expected and it's turned the shoot into something else? Or has it always been quite predictable? Well, it's
1: always lighting. When you're using a lot of natural light, daylight, it's always unpredictable. But there's something nice about that because in the studio, you can try and make the lighting look as natural as possible, but it always has got that feel of a studio. Whereas you arrive at a location... You set it up you 're you might be expecting sunlight, but on the day it's overcast. it 's overcast, just adds that little bit of, of extra you're just saying, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so w- will you go down to a location to recce it in advance or, or are you able to rely on the location finder's report and just sort of i mean because sometimes time is pressing, uh, and you might not just have time to do stuff.
1: So. Yeah, ideally I'd like to go down and, and do a recce myself or send an assistant, but uh, the shots on Nick's website are so good. I mean, each property has probably got at least a dozen different shots on it that you can show to a client. That's, that's often enough.
2: We tend to, obviously, because because we know the locations and have visited them and photographed them, we tend to be able to speak firsthand and, and, and know... Um, which locations work well and which and which don't? So we, uh, I'm always happy to, to sort of vouch for uh, for any of the properties and uh, you know for, for what they're used for.
1: The only thing is sometimes locations can be un- unpredictable. Uh, I did a shoot recently in a hospital, and it was just before Christmas. And when we went down to recce the ward, it was fine. Everything looked great. When we came to do the shoot, they decorated it for Christmas. There was a big Christmas tree oh, in, the we, we, the, you know. in the middle of the middle of the ward. We've, paper chains, everything. You really want to do that in March so that you actually got the shops ready
2: for the advertising uh, for Christmas, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. But they always do it at Christmas time for some reason, I don't know why. I, I, was, <laughs> I was doing a film a few years ago um, for, for uh, the BBC that Danny Boyle had come back to Manchester to direct that with one of my colleagues and we'd got quite a few locations set up. It was quite a busy time anyway. We, we came to do um, the recce two weeks before we due to do the... Uh, Shoot and one of the locations uh, was not the nicest part of town, let's say. It was a long street of terraced houses, anyway. We returned up there to sort of introduce this location, and the street had just been bulldozed completely. (laughs) (laughs) So we sort of turned up 25 of us with clipboards (laughs) and then sort of said, uh, (coughs) Right, but you were (laughs) able to find somewhere (laughs) else. We found somewhere else, (laughs) but it's a comedy moment.
0: Um, Well, okay, I mean, looking to sort of just cover a couple of final points. Are there any particular issues that, I mean, maybe a photographer, you know, has gone to your website and despite the extensive database,
2: either he's been indecisive or the client's been indecisive? I think it's always worth, um, if you can't find what you're looking for, to give us a ring because we've always got new places that we're uploading onto the site all the time or it may be there are certain properties that will be available for use that because they happen to be so distinctive that they they don't want shots on the on the website so we've also got a, a database that we can can find find So It's always yeah. worth giving it to ring just or an email, email yeah. or, oh. or an email. And, and in terms
0: of budget, maybe people have not used to you know sorting locations, what sort of advice would you give them I
2: think people will be surprised at, using a locations agency is a very cost effective way to be able to get good good results. All you can do is come to us and say this is the budget we've got, this is what we're looking and at. And you're able to work within the budget we, we, That's That's what we aim to do and it seems a shame to have such a, a good database of properties and, and have them not being used for the sake of not being able to, to work within, uh, within the budget. So we're, we're generally keen to make it, make it work as best we can. I
1: think in some cases the property owners actually enjoy the fact that their property is being used. Yeah, maybe the money isn't quite as important as
2: the glory I'd agree, I'd I'd agree with that Uh, also we find a good number of properties that we use regularly, the owners will be based from home, have an office from home or run a business from home, so actually it's Quite often, not a huge inconvenience for them to have a still shoot or a, or a TV shoot going on at the same time as they're upstairs working from from home. It's not it's not that they've had to sort of take time out specifically to be there and monitor what's going on. So that that can generally sort of work well financially for for the photographers as well.
1: Are there any properties in which people don't live and that they're just purely locations?
2: We've got a few property developers who've got a number of large exclusive properties that are empty that are available is great just to be able to walk into an empty mm. property and just yeah. have all of that, that space to um, mm. to be able to use. So We quite often find that as, as properties have been developed, all right, if properties are, are on the market due to be sold, the owners are happy for us to get as much use out of them as, as possible.
1: If somebody was planning, uh, for example, a brochure for uh, paints or wallpapers, would it worth be worth them considering using one of your properties and actually Decorating it, or wallpapering it, or
2: I think it would, yeah, we dressing with, it for their with, specific requirements. And we've got a, a number of uh, a, a good number of properties on the database who are absolutely fine to have uh, to have their properties painted and, and, and decorated. Sometimes they actually like the results more, mm. and, and they're left as uh, as they are. But um, it, it, it's not a problem if that's what uh, they need to do.
1: Mm. And again, a lot more cost-effective solution than building a set. I would say. I think, I think you
2: can notice the, the difference certainly between shots that have been done on location specifically when you've got the value of being able to, to use them and, and shoot through the windows as well.
1: And what about uh, TV sort of dramas, are there ever any properties that are uh, introduced as a specific character's house and are then, are then used regularly? Uh, for the whole duration of the, the there the, the are project. The, there
2: are on certain programs,
1: and what would happen in that case? would the, would the owners move out and go and stay in a hotel or
2: depending no depending on depending on the the areas in the house that they need to use, but usually, if it is that amount of time they would put the owners up in in, in a hotel, or it has been known that they 'll go away for a few weeks on holiday and then come back and pick up where they left off yeah. so. well, that sounds like you covered kind of really so. Sort of the
0: fundamentals of location finding and some quite interesting stories, very useful ones there. Thanks, guys. Um, thanks, thanks I think Ed. that's really good. We'll have the information about websites that you can go and check out, a bit more information on that. Um, so go and have a look at uh, the Sun website and uh, have a look in the Sun book. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.